This is my story. It is not medical advice. If you can relate to any of the issues I am talking about and you are unable to take care of them yourself, please seek professional help. That's what I've done for the last 20 odd years. My name is Nick and I'm going to be the devil's advocate for a project that we're going to call Vanator. Luna is my co-conspirator, but the more equal among equals. She's the one actually doing the stuff that we're going to be talking about. I'm just picking holes in it because, you know, as a rationalist, it's kind of what I do. Welcome to your own show, Luna. What's qigong? Qigong. Gong means practice and qi means energy. Oh, so it's that qi. Okay. Yes, it is. It's also called ki in Japanese. So just same stuff. And uh, it's also equivalent to prana in uh, Sanskrit, Indian yoga. They call it prana. So it's energy practice. Now, just to make sure, um, that's not a small, vicious, meat-eating fish, is it? A prana? <laughs> okay. Sorry. I don't think Nick's Dad done joke. yoga before. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have. I actually have. And I can say. Did they not mention prana? Um, they might have, but I was always so busy averting my eyes and making, <laughs> oh, no. making it absolutely obvious that I was being appropriate <laughs> in a yoga class, despite being the only man in a room full of lycra clay. The way to do that is be at the front, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd think I would have worked that out. <laughs> and off to the side, because I watched another male do this in a class, even though he was obvious, well, look, I shouldn't judge, but I would believe he was not heterosexual uh, just by the voice intonations he was using mm. and the colours he was wearing. Mm. And that could be totally wrong to judge someone that way, but mm. he went front and off to the side. Very sensible. I uh, was just, I was mainly trying to stay away from actually the one other male who was in, who was in the class, who rejoiced in the name of Maboob. And he was a very overweight Indian gentleman who looked exactly like Peter Sellers playing an Indian man. It was, he even wore those glasses. It was absolutely hilarious. And uh, he was overweight enough that he actually once burnt his stomach on his own barbecue. <laughs> and, and when you're doing that move where you're on your tummy and you're holding your ankles, but up behind you, he would roll off his own tummy. I had to get out of eyeline of Maboob because I would just be cracking up at some of the stuff he would get up to. Now, I, th I think a lot of us are going to be aware of our, of our chi, but how is qigong getting you to manipulate yours? Qigong, like yoga, there are about 4,000 different flavors of qigong. And they divide into, some people, Wikipedia, in fact, divides them into three ingredients and various recipes have a different mix of the ingredients. So the three ingredients, meditation, physical, it's health, spiritual, and martial arts. And Tai Chi is, in fact, Qigong's grandchild because it's that martial arts branch gone off. Oh. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Now, 
you've told me what gung means, so now I'm thinking that there's no relationship to Fallon gung. Well, Fallon, I don't know what Fallon is, but so that's practice of Fallon. Yes. And I suspect Fallon is something fairly innocent because um, Qigong was actually kept secret in mainland China for many, I don't know, hundreds or thousands of years because it was believed to be, you know, magical and might undermine um, the power structures in place. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I, I don't know if Falun Gong is that um, benign. I was listening to a doco about a woman who was pulled into the... But they get killed. I mean, yes. whatever it is they're doing, unless it involves children or animals or, you know, something along those lines, being killed for practicing felon seems uh, probably a little bit of an overpunishment. Yeah. I think at last count, China had over 90 offences for which you could be executed by the state. So, I mean, yeah, they're no, they're no friend of... Um, Human rights, but so that's Qi, Qi Qigong is no longer secret against the rules there. But I have a friend from China who told me it's not popular. She was extremely surprised when she heard that I practice it, and said, oh, "No one in China practices it." And I said, "Yeah, well, I have one teacher who's Australian. That's actually several Australian teachers, and then I have one teacher from Hong Kong, and her flavor of Qigong." is actually handed down through her family. So it's like the family recipe. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's it's quite different to the one that's taught by my Australian teachers. And then I can also watch Qigong videos online for nothing. And again, different recipe. Right. Right. So as you said, a, a little a little like sort of martial arts in that there are tons of different flavours, but the... The yep. idea is the betterment of self. No, the idea, well, okay, yes, because it might just be physical betterment of self. It might just be stretching and strength. Oh, okay. So, see, I always thought that chi was bound into the spirit. Am I wrong? Chi is energy. Some people would believe it's spiritual energy, but my Hong Kong friend who teaches qigong says her family recipe includes the health and strength and a bit of the martial arts. So none of the spiritual in there. Right. But that using... does sound very Cantonese to me. They, 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 they like their money. They like their, their, their food. I think mean, Hong Kong. Oh, now uh, you're being racist again because she actually runs her classes by donation. So you get to choose how much you pay. Right. Uh, yeah, I didn't mean it that way. I, I, um, the Cantonese people do see themselves as very different. The oh, they do. And yeah, my, my friend from China was saying, oh, yes, well, they're very different in Hong Kong. And my friend from Hong Kong said, yes, they're very different in China that, you know, they don't, they use a simplified version of the language and they don't eat the proper food anymore. And they've forgotten about Qigong. Well, that's what they've told her. It's all being run in secret. Maybe. And my friend from China was just lying to me because in fact, she's a Chinese spy. Yeah. yeah. We, fa we found out that um, my son's uh, Mandarin teacher was part of the the establishment over here to change hearts and minds in Australia for, for the Chinese government. All well, of a sudden, it became uh, a Korean teacher. <laughs> it's just a sudden, <laughs> a sudden disappearance. Um, and so what sort of phrases was he teaching your son then? 
<laughs> well, it was basic conversational, and she was a she, actually. Um, oh, okay. Sorry. And an enormously attractive individual. I've got to say one of the best-looking human beings. Oh, I've please. What? Oh, it's just I've got a brother-in-law who specialises in uh, uh, being attracted to women from Asia. Oh, you, are you trying to avoid saying the phrase yellow fever? No, I'm not going to ever say that <laughs> phrase. I know there's all sorts of names for people who have particular taste preferences, you know, and people have taste preferences in food and it's fine to have taste preferences in partners as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I don't. I don't suffer from it. I'm not particularly blinded. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of equally handed about that. She was just movie star good looking. Um, I, I'm always imagined her being pulled into the program, sort of recruited off the street by by some elder of the party. Saying, well, that's probably isn't that that's the honeypot thing. Yeah, 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 of course. And everybody likes attractive people more than unattractive people. Because... And that's just that's just good, right, and fair. Is it? As you get old, you kind of think. Well, no, actually, it's been a bit of a relief to get old. I must say, because. Uh, I, I don't get stared at all the time. Although I still get people saying inappropriate things to me, which surprises me. I, I think partly that's COVID and people are just trapped in their houses. And so in the supermarket, they start to do things that they otherwise would not have. I hope it's not <laughs> over the magazine rack. <laughs> no, it's nothing like that. It was just basically giving me the real once over, head to toe and a real perv where nobody could see. And it's only yeah, mm, yeah during amazing. lockdown. Yeah, I've, I have found aging uh, somewhat of a relief uh, because I'm now no longer in the competition, so I don't have to eye every other bloke when I walk into a room and work out whether I could take him in a fight or not. It's nice to be relieved of all of that male energy, but I do also find the process of aging a series of retreats uh, back into the self. So. You know, once upon a time I was quite fit and once upon a time I could do all of these things and now I'm half blind, uh, whereas once I could see very, very well. You know, I, I, it's just a series of, of insults as you lose all of these facets of yourself uh, to this unstoppable process. Some of it I quite like, like no longer having to play the game. Some of it I miss, like having good knees. Yes. Well, look, menopause is... A lot like that. I, I seem to have a new ailment every week at the moment and a number that are re remaining unresolved. And it's been already a couple of years, I would say, at least. And I'm just hoping there is going to be some gap between the easing of menopause symptoms and the starting of dementia. Yeah. <laughs> am, am I going to get a five years? Because I've also got all the age stuff going wrong. So my knees make clicking noises. And I've got glasses and so I've got those things happening as well. Mm. Uh, but I just want a little break in between menopause mm. and dementia. Mm. Mm. Do you think you're destined for it? Your family's pretty good at it. Uh, yeah. So I've got mother's mother and father's father who went that route. Uh, so, I, yeah, I guess that's not the best odds. Hey, you've got your hair. <laughs> I have got my hair, yeah. It's, it, it hasn't I've had no cut or color for I'm about to miss my second appointment this will be the second appointment in lockdown that I've missed you can imagine the state of my roots 
I've, I've started experimenting with. Well, they just... all got dementia, didn't they? Go on. Sorry. What? Who? Your roots. Didn't they get dementia? Anyway, go on. They, they, yes. If you let split ends get all the way to your scalp, that's how you get schizophrenia. Now, um, <laughs> you bring something that's up a lie. that I. Yeah, they, yeah, no, that is not true. You've brought up something else there that I have been really, really amazed at is how important haircuts are to people. I have heard that many people get up in our... I've seen people in America protesting, like getting hauled out of cars by cops because they wanted to go and get a haircut. Yeah, well, especially, you know, I know this will be a shock to you, but I'm not actually a blonde anymore. I was when we first met, but now I have dark hair. And so... 16 weeks away from my hairdresser and it's now obvious to people that I'm actually not really a blonde. Was that manipulated or were you a blonde? You were a blonde kid, weren't you? That's what I'm saying. When we first yeah. met, I was blonde. Well, so was I. Yeah. and you, But I don't have the option of shaving my hair all off like you. Of course you do. Well, Sinead O'Connor says do it. I, yeah. And, and maybe I would accept that. I love my husband, and one of the things he likes is to be able to run his fingers through my hair. Oh, there you go. I'm not under the thumb. It is just such no, an easy thing to do to make yeah. someone else happy. I can Look, put it up. Yeah, and if you can, if you can do it, do. I, I, the reason I shaved my head, actually, was so that my Bane mask looked all right. But I was going sort of uh, an unattractive sort of bald, and it's just seemed, I don't know if I'll keep it. I found it very cold. Yeah, you do have to have a good collection of beanies. It seems to suit you. I, I mean, obviously, listeners can't see. I'm just, I can't assess the shape of your head. How do you feel about the shape of your head? No, I've got, got a neat a... head, and I've got some really good, impressive scars. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a cool one where the hair doesn't grow. I discovered when I had a, a number four at one point. Why did you have a number four? My uh... hairdresser, as I was starting university, okay. I was telling my child the story of this the other day. I had long hair with a perm in year 12 and decided I wanted to change. Went to the hairdresser and he went, oh, you can't cut all that off. And it was late 80s. And he said, "Why? what about just half? So he gave me an asymmetrical 80s haircut. And really the only place to go from there was short. Like I made that that work. Although the guys at school called me half a head, which was fun. And there are a lot of head job jokes that went along with that haircut as well. But then my new hairdresser said he wanted to do some photography and he offered to cut and color my hair for free. Mm. He had been cutting it for me. So he'd been giving me number four on the sides and spiky at the top. Mm -hmm. And he said he wanted to do some promotional stuff and he peroxided it white. And I had like number four mm. and spiky, which... I was telling my child then left me in first year university with a woman assuming that my sexuality was. No, let me guess. Let me guess. <laughs> and it just hadn't occurred to me that my hair made this statement. And I was sitting there lying in the sun with my legs apart and my skirt flounced open as we lay there enjoying the sun on the lawns in my sandstone university and then she sort of made a just gentle proposal to me. And I realized I, she said it was because of the hair. And I was like, oh, um, I have a boyfriend. I'm, you mm. know, 
uh, you know, I'm open-minded about these things, but um, yes, I have a boyfriend. And um, I kind of just really gently just rearranged my skirt mm, a bit, mm. just you mm. know, realized that I've probably been sitting all wrong. Like, mm. uh, yeah. And it just shows you, well, yeah. So you can never assume <laughs> that you should let your skirt ride up. It's the ultimate lesson. Yeah. There. No, no. It's, 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 it's a mother's lesson to her daughter, isn't it? <laughs> No, no, don't don't even be daughter about it. You know, no, nobody should let their oh, girl yeah. ride up. Yeah, no, I, I, I suppose. Yeah, I'm I'm not. If you're young be able and to... beautiful and yeah. your skirt is riding up, you're you may be sending a message unintentionally. Mm-hmm. And so you should be allowed to. Now, well, without it resulting in horrible things. Uh, h- how did you find out about Chigul? What sent you down yet that path? I was very unwell in 2008, having a lot of migraines, decided I was going to stop working my six-figure job and trying to look after a young child at the same time and concentrate on my health for a while and then go back to university and study psychology. Along the way, I stumbled into a methodology by a guy whose name I can't pronounce. He calls himself the medicine man, and he uses the chi clock, chi health cycle, actually, he calls it now. What time is it? It's half past chi. No, I can tell you. No, because that'll give away the time we're filming this. Uh, we're not filming at all, are we? Um, it doesn't matter. We can be. We can be at the moment. Okay, so I'm supposed to be doing easy work. It's um, if I do easy work, enjoy my lunch, trust my gut. Uh, it creates joy and happiness. And one of the things that he used to recommend was doing qigong. At yeah. the time that I came across him. He's now changed that to Tai Chi, perhaps because of Tai Chi's greater availability or I don't know, for other reasons, I do not know. So I basically started on Qigong because of a guy who no longer (laughs) has it included in his program. So you've been doing this for 13 years? On and off for 13 years, yeah. This is going to sound dopey and explain like I'm five. Are you? Does it like a martial art? Do you get grades? Do you become a grandmaster? Do you... Well, in 2008, when I read that I needed to do Qigong, got myself a DVD from a a place I found online and I did that DVD every day at the prescribed time and I signed up to go to a workshop and I'd done the DVD many times and I thought I was going to be pretty hot when I got to the workshop. That was a level one workshop. The DVD was of one of the co-founders, right? Two founders. And when I got to the workshop, it was quite different. It was different ingredients. Some of the ingredients were there and it was fine and I liked it. And and the workshop was awesome. I was hooked. So I was level one. And then things happened. I went and studied psychology. I met a man I ended up marrying, did IVF, got into honors for psych, but gave it up because I actually managed to get pregnant and wanted to be able to concentrate on that. So then I had a baby. There was never a teacher nearby. And at the start of 2020, 
a teacher appeared and I finished level one, I finished level two, then 2021, I finished level three. So I would technically now be level four. And you're going to ask me what level it goes up to, aren't you? Yes. It's five. Okay. I, I was aiming for five, but really five is all about teaching. And I, right. I don't, I, I, I have done some teaching, but uh, I am what's called a facilitator. So right. I can facilitate, I can help a teacher, but I, I, teaching is, I, I don't feel that's where I'm going to end up. Hmm. I'll, I'll probably stick where I am. And particularly if you're doing it for your health, I'm going to be a little bit herbal when I say this, but teaching um, takes it out of you, whatever it is. If you're really teaching properly, you're giving quite a lot. And if you're, yeah. doing, it, if you're doing it for your health, you probably want to be a little bit selfish and keep, keep that. Well, so I have a daily practice I do myself and then I attend classes and I was assisting this term as well for a little bit until my health got in the way of that. And I realized there was only so much Qigong I could do, which was interesting. Mm. Yeah, there's only so many hours in my day. There's that. There's, all, there's, there's that practical thing too. So, yes, I, I am selfishly doing a bit for my own health. I'll, I'll probably ask to assist with a level two class at some point. Mm. Otherwise, I'll, I'll just maintain myself as a facilitator i just want to uh, qualify why i said about teaching takes it out of you i at one point i was training inductees into the large organization i used to work for and getting them ready to do tech support and it was a two it was a two-week uh, training session and i would be absolutely knackered at the end of a two-week training session sort of carrying them along maintaining their their interest in things sort of almost tr- in some cases, doing it by the force of your own personality, you know. Um, yeah. Well, but, it surprises me to hear that from you because I always think of you as an extrovert who would kind of um, get energy from that. Whereas when I was doing IT training, which was part of my old job, I, I just was exhausted after two days of talking to people. I, it, you know, it just, uh, I was, by the time I made it back to the hotel room in the evening, mm. I couldn't do anything but lie there. Yeah, I remember teaching um, three fortnights in a row once and just feeling like I needed a holiday afterwards. But rather than that, they actually then sent me to uh, Vietnam to do the course again to non-English speakers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to travel. You got to travel. There's, there is nothing, and you will know this, there's very little that is glamorous about travelling for work. It is by and large hard, lonely, quite often you're expected to hit the ground running in a different time zone. And in particular parts of Southeast Asia, you're almost guaranteed to get sick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I had the better part of that because I only did Europe. I always went first class and stayed in five-star hotels. And I'm pretty sure if I'd have gotten sick, it would have been all good. The, The most senior president of presidents of this organization used to proudly fly economy and so as as part of the austerity program and he said that everyone underneath him if he could everyone underneath him could i mentioned to him that not everyone underneath him was five foot eight (laughs) and 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 expected to fly to america 
and then do a transcontinental within America and then start work the next day without any of their luggage, which decided to get off in Denver. Yeah, uh, he, he probably didn't like having that pointed out. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I, look, I, I've made many career advancing moves over the years. Um, that would be one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and I've realised it wasn't first class. It was only business class. Oh, was, hey. No company's going to pay for us. I mean, probably my boss went first class. But then I was reminiscing the other day that he actually gave me what is now a very precious memory of eating at a restaurant we ha- where we had a view of the Louvre. I can't pronounce that, you know, at the best of times. It's that, it's that Parisian uh, art gallery, isn't it? It's where you can see the nude ladies. It's, you a, know. it's the glass pyramid thing. And yeah. we were sitting outside and he said, oh, it's a restaurant I really want to go to while we're in Paris. And the company we were working for paid for it, no doubt. And so it's me and two other co-workers and we were sitting outside with our view of the glass pyramid, eating just amazing steak, drinking red wine. But you were probably at a hatted restaurant. I, I could have been. I don't know. I never saw the bill. Yeah, but we were really, really we were in that central courty bit near the glass mm. pyramid. Mm. That, that's pretty amazing. It would have to be a hatted restaurant to be in there. I've, I've well, had the I've had the good luck to reward teams with wonderful meals. We were in a place once where John Cleese was um, sitting at the table uh, oh. next to us, and um, one of my English colleagues turned around and went, "Oh, look, it's John Cheese. He loves that." <laughs> Did you say hello to him? We left him alone because actually, I had noticed that he was just about to perform down at the opera house that night. And uh, if I know anything about performers, they have their rituals, and it very rarely involves talking to random groups of pissed strangers. <laughs> <laughs> well, but for John Cleese, it might, you know. That's I, he's. Uh, I gather he's a pretty irascible old misanthrope these days, actually. Well, he's had to give quite a bit of money away because he keeps getting divorced, which is probably his own fault. Uh, well, yeah. It may be his own fault. I'm not going to judge him. No, I, I think we can see who the problem is. Hi, it's Luna speaking. Normally there would be an ad break about here, but I haven't managed to organise any sponsors yet. So I just thought I'd put a little plug in about the email address we've set up to listen to you. It's speak at vanator.com, S-P-E-A-K at V-A-N-I-T-A-W.com. We do want to hear from you. And that's why I've set up the email. So with your practice with Qigong and becoming quite senior and good at it. I don't know about senior. It doesn't really work like senior. There are many facilitators. and Okay. Uh, yeah. But you, you, you are a competent practitioner. Has it helped your overall pursuit of health? I would not want to lose meditation and breath work. I would not want to lose stretching. I enjoy meditating in a group. So I get all of those things from Qigong, but I can also get some of those things. There's many different kinds of breath work. Mm. I could do meditation in many different groups, I guess. Right. And I can do yoga instead. I did a meditation retreat with uh, my partner. She took me as a handbag to a meditation retreat run by 
Buddhists. And the very first thing that happened when we arrived was we sat down at a table to greet everyone and a mosquito the size of a hamster landed on just out of reach on the back of my shoulder blade. And I turned to Melissa and without thinking went, kill it, kill it, kill it, in, in a Buddhist retreat. It really only went downhill from there because they were Buddhist nuns and I got in trouble for wearing shorts. Uh, okay. Were, uh, were you tempting them with your legs? <laughs> that was exactly what I was told. And I said, if Buddhist nuns are being tempted out of their vows by my hairy white pins, I would suggest that their commitment was a little bit shaky to start with. And that didn't go down well either. I'll tell yeah, you. And I, I'm liking the equality there that, you know, for once it was a man being told to cover up. I love that. Oh, okay. It was being run by the guy who wrote The Little Book of Calm. Oh, I've got that. Which someone is... gave it to me, which is never a good sign, right? When someone gives it to <laughs> They make a lot of fun of it on a wonderful British comedy called Black Books. I could never get the Black Books um, sort of episode out of my mind. I found this man very hard to take seriously. And he said to me at one point, what do you, um, what do, you do for, for leisure? And I said, look, really, honestly, most of the time I read. And he said, um, I find people who read a lot to be quite lonely. And I thought, wow, what a philosopher you are. So judgmental of you. And, yeah. and him, really. Like, yeah. he should not have been expressing that opinion. I was going to say, he, he was just trying to tell you to meditate more. Mm, probably. But you don't make friends meditating, particularly if you've been put on an all chickpea diet by, you know, nuns. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been a delight. I'll speak to you soon, Luna. Great speaking with you, Nick. Bye. I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands that Nick and I are recording from, the Awabakal and Bunurong people. I would like to acknowledge our planet, Earth, our home. People like myself in white affluent countries have made a huge mess of our home and every day I strive to do better. Last but not least, I would like to acknowledge you, our listener. Thank you for spending time with us. If you would like to contact us, please do. We have an email set up. It's speak at vanator.com. S-P-E-A-K at V-A-N-I-T-A-W dot com. Hope to hear from you soon.